Welcome to Sacred Rebels Podcast, where we discuss life after trauma as we question societal norms and shatter stigmas. Are you a woman who longs for a sense of community and understanding? Well, stick around. There is a seat for you here. This is your host, Tay. And co-host, Amy. And we're just two best friend millennial moms and entrepreneurs navigating life and motherhood while on a spiritual healing journey. We don't do surface level, and we're definitely not your typical moms, so let's dig deep. We plan to cover it all and take you behind the scenes as we share our personal experiences, learn more about the holistic side of healing, and introduce all the incredible humans we've met along the way. Join us as we share the good, the bad, and the ugly side of healing. We hope to help you step into your power. Thanks so much for listening. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Sacred Rebels. Tonight we have Iris here and Amy will introduce her after we do our big deep breath. All right, one hand on the heart, one hand on the belly. Take a big inhale through the nose, lift up, rise up, fill up. And then exhale through the mouth, let it go. So tonight we have Iris Moon on. She is an integrative energy healer, and she is actually somebody that has been connected into the studio with me for the next for the last couple months, and she's going to be holding workshops here um, with me. We're pretty much on the same path of what we're providing and doing all that thing. So we're I'm very excited to have her on, talking about all the things. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, <laughs> so excited. So she pulled our card as well. I did, and it's my favorite number, 44. Visions of life beyond death. Probably too small for the camera. Yeah, here, I can zoom it in later. Cool. Sacred vision is awakening within you. You are becoming blessed with the ability to truly see, to see what is real rather than what appears to be. This is true insight. What was once considered consequential may soon be found to hold little consequence after all. What was once dismissed as irritation or irrelevance may be seen to have some great spiritual significance. As mundane as something once appeared, it could now be worthy of absolute attention. The gift of genuine vision takes you into the being of the universal creator. This is sacred terrain beyond logic, convention, and that which is limited in any way. The more open you are to receiving true vision, the more love you will feel and recognize within and around you. Something may appear to change form, to be shed, to be lost, or to die, but there is love within it always. This realization doesn't remove the pain of loss. It does provide a way through which it can be healed and eventually transformed into peace. Oh, that's so beautiful. Wow. I love that transformed into peace with love I love that so much so what what did you take from that like how does that relate to your life today do you think yeah I think one word I've been chewing on a lot the past day or so has been curiosity and Mm -hmm. how much that has been I think really core to all of the twists and turns my my spiritual journey and I just think about it with that um, that description in that card because uh, things change you know yep. you have to be ready for that <laughs> yep. just when you think you know what you're doing who you are um, and that can be really hard but it also when you can surrender and accept it it can be beautiful I mean that's yeah. growth that's transformation yeah Oh, curiosity. That is like a really interesting word. And you can really like dive deep into that because I feel like a lot of people have so much curiosity about a different way because we've been programmed to believe that things are so fact and like rigid and one way and you have to show up one way. And that if you like get a spark of curiosity of something that's not in the norm. Mm Mm-hmm. It takes you on a wild ride. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So true. Yeah. It really does. I mean, I think that's like with anything, right? Like, and I think it's so funny when they say like curiosity killed the cat because I don't think that at all. I think curiosity expands your mind and your, your journey. I don't think 
curiosity kills the cat. It pulls you out of your comfort zone. Yes, <laughs> it does. It's like a fear. That sounds like actually like a fear programming. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it can be so helpful with yourself, too, because, you know, a lot of um, challenges can come from when you've, you know, made up a story about yourself yeah. um, that I am this way and, you know, this is not good. I can Definitely. never do this. I'm never that. Um, and just, you know, it can be really hard to make that transition to like, yes, no, actually, I am great. <laughs> actually, all those things are wrong. It doesn't uh, really, it's hard to access that. But yeah. when you just have curiosity about, you know, why do, why do I think this? Or what if, what would it look like if I like tried on something else for even just, you know, a moment here? Um, I think it can really open up and kind of get you out of that like stuck, locked in place it has for yep. me anyways. Yeah, I agree. 100%. So what was that? What was your stuck locked in place <laughs> we don't do service level here iris yeah no good good question um yeah i mean it's it's been i think continuous uh what comes to mind the most for me has been um you know i, I started off on this path as a um as a life coach and before that i did a yoga teacher training but i just had so much mental activity and i just wanted to be diving into um, you know, more inner work. And I didn't see that in the yoga training I did. Um, and so I got very attached to this path of like being a life coach and that it needed to, to mm. look like this, look the way that I saw, you know, out in the world, out on the internet, that this is what success looks like. Um, and it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. <laughs> and mm. it was very hard. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of advice out there that like, if you just, you know, stick with it, keep keep going, um, that, that that's what you need to do. Um, but really, sometimes you, you don't need to do that. You need to kind of let go and be open to trying yeah, something reassess else. reassess the situation. Yeah. 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 So and that happened for me, you know, again, with um, hypnosis, which I, I still work with. But I, I said, like, no, I'm not a life coach. Like, screw that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hypnosis, that's everything, you know, and, and I, I feel like throughout, um, you know, this path, at least earlier on, I think I'm getting better at it, sort of getting attached to like, oh, this is who I am. This is how I want to work with people. And, you know, this is what it needs to look like forever. And like, now, now I get to settle in like knowing and just being done. Like, yeah. and that's just not real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is no there is no permanent situation, yeah, right? I, I think that's like that. the growth, and I, I talk about it all the time, like same. I started out as a yoga teacher, and then I was a booty teacher, and I did all the booty yoga things, and that's still it, and I still love that practice, and I still practice yoga, and I still practice booty, and then I got handed, you know, it was the sound bowls, like channeled the sound bowls in, and I was like, oh, my God, this is it, and now I'm doing breath work, and I'm, I do everything, you know? Like I have movement, breath sound it's all of it and when you can integrate it to what your sole purpose is it, yeah. it's all of it like I'm sure you still have a yoga part to your spiritual coaching and you still like in your hypnosis have you know movement and breath and all the things and we just figure out what collectively works and it's all of it and I'm sure it's just like intuitive, right? Like depending on who you work with, like what do they need? What do they not need? What practices do you bring in for that? And what do you not? Yeah, exactly. And and curiosity is really what drives learning. And, yeah. you know, that's that's what this is all about. Learning, um, you know. Seekers. With, We're yes. just seekers over here. <laughs> Always seeking. Yeah. Yeah. I think one, one area I got stuck a lot too that I've been finding more peace with is, um, you know, I've had this corporate career going for like 12 years and so I, I was you know at, at war with it like I just yeah. need to be able to like leave my job and like that's kind of the you know the shiny story is like I got to like you know quit my <laughs> corporate job and now I'm a you know spiritual yeah. healer um, and I felt like a failure because I uh, you know kind of years would go by and, and I was still kind of working in that space um, but I, I'm glad that I, I opened up and um, I, I feel like what I have now uh, received from that, yeah. uh, working in uh, leadership development consulting, it's like, is this whole other element that I get to bring to yeah. my, my spiritual practice. So 
Um, I, I know that's something for a lot of people who, um, you know, are wanting to get into more healing work and, and be um, kind of a, a healing practitioner themselves that they might feel at odds there. But I think just like being curious about what, what does this have to teach me? Yeah. And I've learned so much, especially through the relationships of, you know, bosses and managers yeah. and clients there. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I bet. And Iris is the one that I met that plans like workshops and is going to help us do our sacred yeah, moon, I, I mean, sacred rebels. She, so it was you and Amna that night and we were like, do you want to be on the podcast? And you're like, not tonight, but you know, I'll come back in a couple of weeks. And we're like, perfect, you know? <laughs> Uh, and now here you are and we're yeah. so excited so that's amazing so with that being said like you so what so you said you offer hypnosis mm -hmm. um what can you tell us a little bit about that process we haven't had on anyone on here yet that does um hypnosis and all of that yeah yeah so i'll talk about hypnosis it's one of um a couple tools i i use the most um breath work reiki and sound are, are also really uh core to my practice um but yeah, hypnosis is something uh, I feel like gets, there's a lot of misunderstanding about yeah. it. It has this reputation of being like some weird guy making you cluck like a chicken on a stage in Las yeah. Vegas or yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I went to an amazing school in uh, New York City when I was living there called the Divine Feminine School of Hypnosis. And Sick. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, she's amazing. Um, Dope. Yeah, Sh Shauna Cummins uh, is the leader of that, and I, I love what we learned there. And it's really about reclaiming hypnosis as this uh, holistic, spiritual healing tool. And yep. since I've learned about it, uh, every healing modality I see now, I'm like, oh, that's kind of like hypnosis. And really, yep. what it is is. Uh, you know, going into a trance state, so slowing down your, your brain waves, so getting out of that kind of like active, conscious, uh, decision-making focus that yeah. we're frequently in all the time, um, and getting into that relaxed alpha-theta brainwave state, which when you're in a sound bath, when you're in Shavasana at a yoga class, that's like why it feels so good, because yeah. you're in that state, and uh, using the power of language, using imagination to really help uh, kind of create stronger neural pathways around yeah. all the good things you have going for you and taking that into all of the, the problem areas yeah. in your mind. Um, so kind of working with the subconscious and neural pathways. Yeah. Um, Reprogramming. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We learned that last night in the first week of the breathwork certification that I'm in. And it's like, there's only, I didn't even know this. There's only three different type of healing modalities where you can access like that theta brainwave and, and, kind of reprogram the subconscious and it's hypnosis, breath work and plant medicines. So like ayahuasca mm -hmm. and uh, mushrooms and things like that. So I think hypnosis and breath work together is just as powerful, right? And I mean, throw in some plant medicines too, <laughs> would be great, but. Well, I'll say this, I did a private session with April, one of our first guests and you know, April does plant medicine all the time. And she had had an experience with plant medicine the weekend and then we had just connected on Monday and I did a private breathwork session with her in her home and she hadn't done transformational breathwork, hypno breathwork, you know, all the things we can call it, all these different things. So I was just like, let's do one. I just like threw a blanket on the floor and like threw it on the floor. And it was a really cool awakening experience because Take off, baby. <laughs> I know, I love it. <laughs> like, I just thought out of the corner of my Yeah, head. I'm just like, wait a minute, because this is really powerful. Psychedelic medicine, mushrooms, plant medicine, really teaches you the connection with everything else, that we source. are all one and source and God, right? It's the God molecule. Like, these are plants given to us from God and creation. But what happens in breath work is you realize your own power. Mm-hmm. Like you realize that you have everything inside of you already and you actually don't need the medicine. The medicines are amazing. And the medicines, the level of clarity and things and experiences that you get with this, with the medicines are there. It's not, there isn't one or the other, right? It's, it's the connection of two to really realize both of those really empowering things that there, yeah. we are connected to everyone, but also that is inside of us in just our breath life force energy you know we say it all the time and in, in um sanskrit breath means spirit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we connect mind body spirit yep yeah that's why i think it's like i truly think breath work is the future like i think it's like 
I just like so clearly see it in my vision. Like it's going to blow the fuck up and we're going to bring it to schools and we're going to teach children how to like, you know, go back to their breath. And I just truly believe it's the future. Like I, I can't even explain it. I, I think just the last few months, just like experiencing it over and over, it's just been like life changing. So bringing it into the jails last week was unreal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think about how much information there is out there about like what to eat and when you should eat and how you should eat. Um, but like, what's the other main way we get energy for our bodies Breath. that we need to live, right? Yep. <laughs> and how, you know, prior to probably the past like couple years, how much information has there been in yep. education about how to properly breathe? and Mm -hmm. how to use it in, in, you know, healing ways, which I think we're still kind of evolving there with with food as well. Um, But yeah, and like, it's free. Yeah, (laughs) it's all around us. Totally free. It's insane. And it is our medicine. Mm -hmm. And there's it's just simple. It doesn't also have to be these crazy experiences, these long classes, which are so beautiful. But if you just three times a day, like after you eat, your meals take five minutes to just take like big deep expansive breaths inhales exhales your life will drastically change yep if you focus on the breath that's 15 minutes out of your day five minutes three times a day to just start to reprogram and realize how much the breath can affect your life it's like anxiety and panic attacks everyone wants to be like oh i have anxiety it's like no you're actually just really breathing out of your chest and you're actually not realizing how to and you're putting yourself in fight or flight bring your um parasym like your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system like that's also all controlled with your breath yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i mean bringing it back to yoga too i mean this they knew about this five thousand years ago and we forgot yeah and i i think it's funny how popular the asana practice has become um you know the past few decades and yeah i think now thinking, explain what asana is to our listeners in case yeah yeah sure so um when people say yoga they typically think about um going to a yoga class downward dog um doing the physical postures um and that refers to asana Uh, But really, there are uh, eight limbs of yoga, Um, so I definitely recommend checking that out. Um, It's kind of the core philosophy that yoga comes from, and um, the the first two are the yamas and the niyamas, and they're all Mm -hmm. about, like, moral observances and, like, how to live, um, how to behave in the world so that you don't cause drama for yourself, so you actually can meditate, so you actually can have the breath work work. Um, Mm. So I think super important um, to know about. And then it's asana, which is, you know, taking care of your body, doing those those physical practices. And then it's pranayama. And that is the fourth step on the way to breath. Um, yeah. And the last one is, is samadhi, which is this like awakening of uh, that you are divine consciousness. It's wow. like the purpose of why you yeah. meditate is to get there from the yoga perspective. That's interesting. And a lot of people, because I go to a lot of, you know, I go to a lot of yoga classes and hot yoga classes and things and the breath is lost. You know, it's supposed yoga is supposed to be one breath, one movement. And when you're doing all these crazy things and you're, you know, going upside down and people really lose the breath. Yeah. And that's actually it takes the, the breath out of me every it's time. It's actually yeah. the point of the physical practice. The point the point of the physical practice is like yoga was actually created for ten year old boys, like way back in the day and in, for India <laughs> because they needed something to slow them down to meditate mm-hmm. and now you do an hour yoga class in a two minute shavasana when the point of a yoga class is actually the shavasana mm-hmm. like actually the meditation where you can actually like slow down mind body spirit and have that connection and people are like yeah i do yoga <laughs> yeah yeah i was thinking of uh this correlation between these two two big moments in my life i mean one wasn't that big necessarily but um, when I was, I was kind of a, a rowdy teenager and smoking cigarettes, of course, uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and one day my friend looked at me and he was like, you're not inhaling. And I was like, oh, I, I'm not. And then I like took a big inhale and then I got the rush of nicotine, <laughs> <The> nicotine. <laughs> and then I was hooked on them. Um, and it's funny that I was thinking about that with yoga and it's like, yeah, you can just kind of show up to the yoga class, but until you learn how to really use your breath breathe and take it in. 
then mm. that's when you have that kind of awakening moment without the nicotine. <laughs> you know what's wow. funny is that's how I quit smoking cigarettes. And I say it all the time in treatment centers because I was pre- I found out I was pregnant and I was still a cigarette smoker. I was like smoking vapes. I that was the one thing I said I was not gonna give up. Like I really thought I was gonna be a cigarette smoker until the day I died. I was like I'm holding on. It's like my vice. It's my one thing. And I got pregnant and um, with Xavier, and I had started like my yoga journey, and I just went outside and I put my hands on my knees and I would just take huge deep breaths and I had no idea about breath work or anything but anytime I wanted a cigarette I just went outside and I just took because that's what you're doing yeah you're going outside to smoke a cigarette because you're Mm -hmm. inhaling Mm -hmm. you're inhaling a bunch of chemicals but I guarantee you that if you just start inhaling your breath and get your medicine you'll get higher than the (laughs) nicotine eye (laughs) yeah well I mean I quit I quit I haven't smoked a cigarette since yeah yeah yeah, you know, that, that makes me think of, uh, I don't know why cigarettes are now like a core like tenant here, but yeah, also makes me think about, you know, one of the other benefits of smoking and drinking and whatever else you do is, is the social aspect. And, yeah. you know, I think with breath work too, or with yoga, I, I think that's an important thing to to embed into the practices that you know mm. you're getting these these people like-minded Community. people together in a room and and how can they connect with each other and, yeah. and have a you know unified experience with each other yeah community community it's like you, right you've here. been to some of my my sound baths and when we're like waiting for everybody to come in and you know we always leave the door open for like five ten minutes grace period for people that run late but I always walk in and everyone's talking and nobody really knows each other, but the whole room is just filled with talking and community that I never want to stop it. I'm like, wait, wait, can Go I just ahead, keep mingling? <laughs> just keep hanging out. I'll run the sound bath a little longer. But yeah, that's that's it. That's and where else do you get that? A bar? Like besides a bar, where else can you go? Mm-hmm. A gym. People go to the gym. They don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, they want you don't to go talk to the, at the gym. Yeah, like so. Where else? <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. It's community. I That's mean, what we're craving. We're craving community. Yeah. Yeah. We are. Yet another cigarette reference. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> there is uh, the Surgeon General came out with this report recently about the loneliness epidemic and um, highly recommend reading it. It is um, just all about how much our you know, our experience of loneliness, our social connection, our actual time with people has um, declined so much. And uh, they they measured that the impacts of being consistently lonely is as bad as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Wow. Um, so, you know, yet another reason that, like, all of these things are, are so important, learning how to breathe, you know, understanding how to make good choices in your life. But also, you know, I think that with holistic healing and spiritual healing just it has to happen in community i know i learned another thing today too or yesterday last night it's like so i didn't know that breath work is like the number one trending healing modality in like a four billion dollar health like health industry in the past however four years now and because of that it's because like we said before it like we have the opportunity to access those theta brain waves and go into the subconscious and kind of reprogram what we've learned because from one or like literally newborn to seven years old, we are living in theta brainwaves. So we are literally like basically living in a state of hypnosis for the first seven years of our life. So whether we think we have trauma or not, we fucking do just from the people and things that we witness around us. And I learned that we have trauma from 14 generations up, like 14 living in ourselves. Her DNA, yeah, I'm gonna talk about that. 14 I think it's seven. generations up. Brian, the on, is it on our on our Zoom last night? Brian said it was fourteen generations. Yeah, in our DNA codes, whole lot of generations either way. Yeah, yeah. seven or fourteen, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. And that's, Quite a few. When we talk about but it, that's, that's why wild. you have these fears of heights or spiders or the woods or things, and you're like, I don't even know why I'm afraid of heights. Like I've never had a situation that's made me afraid of heights. Insane. It's because it's not, it's generational. And like our ancestors were like living in the woods, they were afraid of the dark and there was actually animals that were gonna come out and kill them. So you're like, that's generational trauma. That's so wild to me, I still can't get over that. Yeah, I think that's why some of this work is so helpful too. 
breathwork and, and hypnosis. And I, I don't know. We need to just, like, merge them. I know. Hypno-breathwork. Hip- hypnosis is, like, the, 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 like, framework behind how you guide people through, through breathwork. Through breathwork, you know, yeah. and the words you, you choose to use. And you don't have to do breathwork. You can do it on its own. Um, but, uh, you know, people don't need to fully understand what the problem is. Sometimes just under, like, trying to understand why do I feel this way? Where's this fear coming from? You know, that just makes you identify more with the problem state, just makes it more real. Um, mm. So when you're kind of going into the subconscious, you're able to um, really change the way your brainwaves are working, the way your mind is working, so you can see the problem differently. And mm. then all of a sudden, it's doesn't need to be a problem anymore. And yeah, you you're realize, not attached to it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's why it's so... Uh, you know, I did talk therapy, I did EMDR, like I did all these things yeah. and I swear by them all and I'm so glad, right? You you have to go through the levels of the things. But I think that that's my favorite part about breath work and hypnosis and somatic healing, all of it is because you actually don't have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You like whatever is the limiting belief, whatever is the programming that's holding you back the most, your subconscious brings it out when you're in this the theta brain waves and you have a realization about it and you reprogram it in the breathwork session and then when you're in the alpha brain waves state you have a different reaction already because you fixed it in the theta brain wave state mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that's the most beautiful part about it because you don't have to sit there and like relive the bullshit making me think of the card we pulled yeah, <laughs> yeah. what made you think about that from the card what is the just the, the card, I think, was really about that shift in perspective mm. and, you know, that those moments on our spiritual path that all of a sudden things just flip and just turn upside down and you're like, oh, now I see it clearly. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I think sometimes things have to happen in order for us to kind of, yeah, I guess that kind of ties into curiosity, right? Like for me, like some things like I, I, in the moment I could be like, why the fuck is this happening to me? But then from the outside, like, you know, looking back after I go through it, it's like, okay, it clearly was happening for a lesson, obviously, but also just like to kind of make me look at things differently and maybe have that curiosity come in of like, okay, what can I do next? Or what do I need to change? Or what am I supposed to be doing? Or maybe this doesn't align with me anymore, which is like kind of how I've been feeling this last year and what made me want to be like, okay, no, like, I'm no longer like my I'm not going to work in the beauty industry anymore like it doesn't align with me anymore like I this is what I'm passionate about and this is what I need to be doing even though like I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing right now you know and I just like everything I know is makeup so I'm like what's happening like I'm literally just like done but it's it was that curiosity and the passion and like the like the the knowing that like no like this is even though it's scary and I literally don't know what the fuck I'm doing I'm like no this is it like I'm going to figure it out and that's just kind of like where the curiosity came it was like seeking and seeking and seeking and like okay something's different like i need to do something different also both can be true yeah you can be a makeup artist and also but i just like don't love it the way that i used to like it's a creative outlet for me like i love doing my halloween makeup looks and all my fun like you know looks but weddings are just they're so stressful there's like nine people that i have to do back to back and it's like yeah it's a lot yeah, and, you know, the the curiosity of, like, you know, how can you make it work for you yeah. with the way it is right now? Yeah. And, you know, what I think what's been helpful for me is to think about, you know, what I want, what's the state that I want, and then, like, how can I get, like, 5% of that right mm, now? And how yeah. can I make this, like, you know, just a, a baby step Tweak better. it a little. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah, because you're an all or nothing. <laughs> you know? Like, I literally like, I'm going to do it right now. As soon as I signed up for breathwork, Dill's like, all right, well, what are we going to do about the weddings? I'm like, I'm going to finish all my weddings for the year, and then I'm done. He's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yep, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, different different strokes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The no. power to you. I, um, I'll definitely still do makeup, 100%, because I love it, but not weddings. I think that's where I've been at. It's just like weddings are – weddings don't bring joy to me. Yeah. Like, then... it's so stressful. I panic the day of. I'm like, oh, my God, like, you know – it's it's their wedding day. I'm like, I don't want to fuck your face up on your wedding day, you know? Like, it's it's a lot of pressure. And so, I mean, I do that to myself because I know I'm good at what I do. And I've never had any, like, you know, any problems this far, knock on wood, wherever you are. But 
it's it's still like a lot of pressure and I hold myself to this like unrealistic expectation of like things have to go perfect and everything has to be good and like you know I get the one bride who has like a watery eye and her lashes won't stick and I'm like oh my god here we go you know and I'm panicking because I'm running out of time and it's it's not fun so that's what um I just decided this last I mean obviously through the podcast and this and the women's circle it's just been more clear than ever that this is the path that like I'm meant to be on mm-hmm. 110% and then obviously after experiencing breath work for the first time I was just like what is happening like what was that because again years of talk therapy and EMDR and just like not ever feeling like an instant relief like that I was just like oh my god this is it like this is it yeah I think what it's been like for me is there's like those moments of clarity and then long long periods of like okay but how Mm. (laughs) are you sure yeah questioning (laughs) yourself yeah yeah so I I think you know I I had a a moment of that um earlier this year too because you know I've talked about some of the things I I do the tools I work with but like there's there's even more and there's even more things I'm interested in and I got to a point that I was like okay like astrology, human design, psychic readings, mediumship, Akashic records, like this is too much for, you know, for one person to be offering. Um, And like, how does it all make sense? So like having the questioning, like, or is it? Or like, how could all these things fit together? Um, And, you know, I I just had this moment of clarity earlier this year. Um, I was working with the, the goddess Kali, who is a very cool goddess who... Uh, she's the fucking best. Yeah. <laughs> I channel her all the time. For those of you that don't know, she's the one that holds up heads and, like, cuts them off. She's, like, the blue... Yeah. 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 Kali. Yeah. She's my... She's my... She's my bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me too. She helped me out. And, yeah, like, what she can help with is um, clearing out all the things that are not your highest spiritual path. And you have to be ready for that. And I was mm-hmm. like, I got nothing to lose. I don't care. Oh, my God. I'm interested in that. <laughs> that sounds incredible. I have a deck. Alana Fairchild has a Kali deck. I have it at my house. I... Oh, was it the Egyptian one we did? No, that's the Isis deck. Oh, the Isis deck. That was, that's what it was. Yeah, she's a Hindu goddess. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was using a mantra with that, which is another great, you know, sound and breathing technique, mm-hmm. which I'm trying to dive more into. But, like, check back in two years when <laughs> mm. I've, I've learned an appropriate amount to share. Um, but I've been using that personally. And, yeah, I mean, again, with the curiosity, it's just, like find stuff that interests you yeah like that's just it yeah I'm multi-passionate I say it all the time I'm like multi-passionate because I'm just such a seeker and I'm just so interested in so many different things it's like to me I don't think there is a limit I truly don't like I don't think that we have to just like limit ourselves to this one practice and like this is all like I don't believe that Mm -hmm. like I believe if you love astrology and you love Akashic records and all of these things like do it (laughs) like fucking do it like there's a lot of knowledge it is a lot of knowledge it could take years but like at the same time you, you don't have to say never you know, yeah. never say never. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there who would say, like, no, you need to, like, go really deep on one thing. Mm. And the truth is that you don't have to do anything. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Here's the thing that I've learned. And, you know, when I want to know about something, it's like the same thing we talked about when it comes to you, it's for you. It's like I just get down when I trust that it's on my purpose and like on my passion and I really just like sit and invite it in I just know the universe provides us with like yeah, with the- I don't fucking know anything about alpha and theta brain waves like I don't like those like you know what I mean I do know because I take these trainings but it's like I read it once hear it once and it's just in my inner knowing yeah and when it comes like up you're in conversations yeah like I like I just I'm open to understanding that the universe is willing to provide me with all the information that Mm. I need for the certain thing that I need. But if there's like, if it's astrology, I haven't really like dived too much into astrology and all that stuff because there is like a lot of remembering things that you have to do with that kind of work. Um, But like knowledge, I do believe that if you're called to it, that you can just access it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I I think finding your kind of authentic path and yeah. what is true for you means sometimes getting on 10 paths that are not for you and taking mm. a yeah, few steps Yeah, exactly. Back. And then figuring yeah. that out while you're in it. Like, yeah. okay, I thought this was it, but it's not, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. 
I, I think that is so true. I think that could be true for a lot of people. And I just think that a lot of people scare themselves out of trying new things because they're like either the self-doubt or the self-limiting belief of like, I can't trust my judgment. This isn't right for me. Or like this, like, you know, programming of like, this isn't what success looks like, you know, all of it. Right. So I just think it's good to remember that if it, if it comes to you, it's for you or just people are comfortable. Yeah. And they're like, uh, yeah, I'm comfortable too. in my routine and I get this certain paycheck and I'm miserable. And like I go, I cook dinner and I go to the grocery store on the same day and I cook the same meals every day. And I have these routines and everything seems to be like working out just fucking fine. But no, you're miserable, miserable and you're not experiencing joy every day because you're going to work to do a job that you don't actually enjoy to get a paycheck just to pay your bills to maybe take one vacation a year you know what I mean it's like no like that's not it anymore like that was our parents programming right like that was like the what matrix people yeah. are escaping the matrix Escape every day the matrix because it's like there's limitless like potential to do things that you're passionate about and when you're doing things that you're passionate about people want to know those things and they want to do these things these things that are creating curiosity yeah yeah and I, I think you know, from my perspective, one of the best outcomes of doing any of this work is that when you're, you know, whatever, when it when it's worked, that then you're going through that routine, you're with your family, you're doing the groceries and you're have it's a spiritual experience for you because yeah. everything is a spiritual experience. Yeah, because you can take yep. the time, you can choose if this is where your curiosity is to do a yoga teacher training, to dive deeper into spirituality, to take a breathwork course at home in the comfort of your own home. Maybe it takes you out of your routine because you have to spend a few extra hours watching something, but I guarantee you, it's like, Tay, you watching that video last night, You, she called me, she's like, I'm so alive, you know what I mean? Just you feel so good. Yeah. I feel so good. I sat on this thing with this group of people of like-minded things doing like-minded things. And maybe it doesn't mean that in the first year you're going to quit your corporate job and, you know, how you're still in your corporate job, but now you're doing this other thing that fills your soul. So now exactly. your corporate job feels fulfilling. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, while corporations continue to exist, they yeah. we will all benefit from there being some uh, people doing you know, their own spiritual work exactly. running them. <laughs> exactly. Running them and being an employee, you show up different. Yeah. You know, you show yeah. up different at your job because you're like, wow, I'm happy to be here. Even though it's maybe not what my job is going to do, but I have a different outlook on why I'm doing it. Yeah, I think one of the most helpful things for me, uh, still working in, in the corporate realms uh, and, and being in the spiritual realms as well is... Uh, just getting used to communicating with people who don't have that background and who are very skeptical mm. and who, you know, <laughs> why I use the name Iris Moon for my spiritual work, um, who might, might have judgments, but, you know, how can I share all of the good things that I've learned and try to be, you know, a positive influence for these people, for these yeah, spaces. Yeah, integrated into your workplace. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like it helps me then when I'm working with with clients or, or leading a workshop um, with more of a spiritual focus that I can't make assumptions about where people are on, mm. you know, and, and and I don't I don't want to put something on them that isn't going to feel right for them because you know I, I want to leave it open and I think those are things I've learned through. Um, hypnosis as well is um and just through all this work is yeah, how yeah. to kind of give people space to have their own process and their own journey and and really think for themselves and yeah. have their own belief systems yeah have you ever thought about bringing any type of breathwork practice into your work because i know you do you host a couple don't you do uh breathwork sessions for a couple uh like places doctors lawyers yeah I've had a doctor's office came in like she owns a clinical staff and she brought all her clinical staff in there and then I've done it for the I do sound and breath work in treatment centers and the treatment center staff I'm actually planning one currently right now the my turn staff are all gonna come here nice um to do them so that's like something me yeah. and Iris have actually and talked about be. like oh. workshops like there doing it for corporate corporate businesses yeah. to like, yeah. that would be epic, I feel like, you know? Yeah, I, I think absolutely, and I, I, I'm sure I will do that down the road, and I kind of, 
like in sort of trying to navigate these two paths, yeah. I think I got to a point that I was like, I need to just let my freak flag fly. Not worry, about, not do it for that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> do yeah. Do it for the, the you yeah. know, to, to, 100%. for the clients, but just be, you know, be myself and share what, what I care about and whoever wants to come to that, then, you know, like welcome, like wherever you're yeah. from. And then, you know, as you grow, you can start to think about like adapting for audiences. Cause like you do have to kind of meet people where they are. Yeah. hundred like, percent. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh my God. Can we please name the episode that please let your freak flag fly. <laughs> oh my God. So good. Let, let your, your freak, freak flag fly, fly bitches. <laughs> that that is so good. You never heard that? that no. I mean, oh I might. Of, but right now, I just like this. Hit different. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so true. Let it let it fly and just be your authentic self, and that's who you you attract your people, right? Like it's like I feel like when you aren't showing up authentically, that's when things don't feel right, and that's when you get these shitty people just like keep walking into your life because you're like, oh, like this isn't aligning. This isn't actually what I like. This isn't what I like talking about. This isn't like none of this shit that we're talking about interests me, but. It's if you're not living authentically, that's those are the scenarios that you put yourself in. Mm-hmm. And I think I've like really learned that this past year and I've had to let go of like a couple of people that just like weren't, you know, like it's not their fault or my fault. It's like we grew into different people and like we no longer shared the same. Like, I don't know how to explain it other than like it just you grow and you evolve and sometimes you people I don't want to say get left behind because that's like not what that's not what it is. But you just you you you're going on different paths at that point. You realize you don't want to be a people pleaser anymore. Yeah, like no longer a people pleaser. That's what it is. Good. <laughs> yeah, or just like the people that everybody wants to be a victim, right? Everybody yeah. wants to like play this weird thing that like you cause them stress or you cause them anxiety it's like no take some personal responsibility like you lack boundaries so you create anxiety and panic in yourself because you're a people pleaser and you lack boundaries Mm. yeah and (laughs) at the end of the day with that it's like if this isn't feeling good for us and we can't work to a resolution then we need to yeah what are we doing part ways yeah yeah and that's okay and yeah. that is I think, okay. I think that's where people get caught up in the fact of, like, feeling like they owe people something. Mm-hmm. Well, we that's don't part of, like, the attachment, right? Like, you, we get attached to people, places, and things, and it's like we have to just break attachments. Like, yeah. Let it go. Feelings. Same thing. We go. get We attach to a feeling, and it's like, no, like, this, like, if I'm having a bad day, I have, like, this very special ability to be like my fucking life is ending like it's so bad you know and then I'm like no like stop it's not that bad and in this moment it's bad but like it's not bad bad like I'm gonna be all right like it's gonna be all right and I think like lately I've just been like you know reprogramming myself and my mind to be like no don't go there like don't spiral don't spin down that down that dark path because I'm very good at I'm very good at doing that I have this certain somebody that is in my life and you know and I used to call them the bane of my existence because that's like truly what I felt right and and um I had this realization last week and I was like holy shit like they're only that because I let them be that Mm. like powerful I gave them that power for so Mm. long because I chose to let them be that Mm -hmm. which was like I'm still like holy shit and now I'm like all right I love you you like that's it because you're love and I'm love and we're all just love and that's it and now I don't have to choose that I was choosing to have that reaction to this said person right I was choosing to like let that programming like even though and the best part about these people right when we have like those people there it's usually justified like we can usually like be with people and like say the things that how these this person's acting or showing up in life and like those people will be like yeah that person fucking sucks mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. they're a piece of fucking shit like look at all they're doing and all blah 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 and so it's easy when you have those people in your life where you can be justified justifiably yep. angry because like but it doesn't affect me how they're showing up and i'm allowing them to be the bane of my existence yep. And no, that that actually doesn't exist because I have the power in me and breathwork has really like really blown this open for me, right? And 
psychedelics too, but way more just like my own power, like regaining my own power back from that, which is way more in breath work than um, the other piece of just being like, wow, Mm -hmm. I chose that for myself for a really long time. And I'm just going to forgive myself for that. And I'm just going to send nothing but love to those people. Because there's there's usually like a couple people in your life when you're like, "Mm." (laughs) hmm. I have nothing but love for those people anymore. Like, that's it. And and what that does is gives me so much freedom. Mm. So much freedom. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me think of, in a way, your um, relationship with weddings and doing makeup at yeah. weddings. Of True. Just like, you know, and... Having this outcome every time, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, there, there's people relationships, work, you know, relationship with your work, um, but that, like, kind of, you were describing the, um, like, perfectionism and, like, the high standards, and it's oh. like, how am I, like, letting this thing, it's like, what, you know, what? what's the worst that could happen, yeah. you know, you, you want to do a good job, but, like, if you didn't, you I know. know. <laughs> I know, everyone would still be alive, and everything, life would still go on, but in my mind, it's like the end of the world, it's so funny, but that reminds me, like you know praying for the people that are that are sick in our lives it's like when we when when we first met in AA I remember you telling me one day to like pray for my abuser and I was like is this bitch out of her fucking mind (laughs) like you want me to sit and pray for a man who like sexually abused me for years and you're like yeah I do and I was like why would I do that and you're like because it's like you're holding on to this hate and it's making you sick and like you just need to pray for him pray for love and pray for his healing because it's it's not doing you any good and you were so right and I remember so vividly the day that I decided not to allow him to affect me like that anymore and it's been it's been different ever since I literally wrote a letter to him said my goodbyes and all all my things and like moved on and I it, it no longer consumes me and if anything now even working through therapy and going through all the things it's like I've learned that he was very sick he was a very sick man and that's like really again generational trauma he he was sexually molested as a child like all the things right like I know these things about him so it's like I realized that it was no longer serving me to hold that hate in my heart and I just remembered that day so so vividly you're like I want you to pray for him and I'm like what (laughs) you want me to what yeah and look at me, and I was, like, giving advice, and here I am, bane of my existence. Like, you know? No, but it's true. It's I think it's – and it's just, like, harder in in your own situation, right? Like, it, it was so hard for me to grasp that you wanted me to do that, and I at first it felt so uncomfortable doing that, and it was making me physically ill, like, sitting on my bedside and actually praying for a man that I, like, hated at the time. And after the first few days of like praying for him every night before I went to bed, like, you know, just for his peace and his healing and love and all the things, I started to like, my heart started to soften. I can't even explain it. Like my, I could feel my heart softening. Like it was just like, okay, I'm not going to allow this to like dictate my, dictate my life anymore and like make me so bitter and angry. Exactly. And that's what's been happening. Yeah. It's like the stupid proverb where it's like, yeah, like, our resentment is drinking the poison, expecting the other, other person, person to, to die. die. It's like so cliche, but it's so, so true. Fucking true. You're like, oh, that's exhausting. Why did I do that for so long? Like, what was I holding on to that for? Yeah, it doesn't serve anybody. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking of. I, I referenced earlier these kind of like moral foundations of yoga and pranayama, and one of them is um, himsa, which is non-harm. And that it's like so many angles to that mm-hmm. because they're and I've also heard it uh, translated more as not continuing to perpetuate the cycle of suffering mm. in the world. So like actively, you know, doing work to reduce suffering now, reduce suffering seven, 14 generations from now. Um, and, and I've thought about it a lot, too, because I have you know similarly been in situations with people where. I hated them. I was mistreated and, you know, it it felt so wrong and, you know, getting to that point where it's like, well, like I should be nice to them. But, you know, what's the relationship when when I'm receiving the harm? Like, Mm. what's my role in that? Uh, And, you know, I I think that's a a really important um, thing to note is it's, you know, sometimes that's like giving space (laughs) and like 
love, thank you, see you later. Um, and yeah. Take off, give love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the plane true. is I, telling you. I think it's so true. We all just need to revert back to love and giving love and compassion and kindness and all of the things. And I think that's where society went so left. Like we were just like, everything became so bitter and toxic and victim and like this victim mentality like all of it it's like it's sad and people just want to blame everybody yeah it's like it's everybody else's fault but your own and that's like where this great awakening is is happening i feel like it's like people are waking up and realizing like no like i'm responsible for my own healing it's me that i'm gonna like nobody's gonna fucking fix me like it's me or nobody like so i think that's where this great awakening is happening and then obviously just like the power of word of mouth and social media and like getting it out to the masses so quickly just like you hear one thing and it's it goes viral the next day you know and like i said people just really need to realize and take personal accountability you have anxiety because it's your reaction to a situation it's not the other person's fault and as soon as you figure those things out any kind of uh, emotional reaction that you have to a situation person place thing job it's your reaction it's your programming that you need to have the inner awareness of and do the inner work to figure out why you're having those reactions to people places things yeah yeah and developing that that self-awareness and that you know those coping skills too um to you know if i'm in an anxious state how do i not make it everybody else's problem Mm. how do i help myself and you know soothe myself and then i can have some space to evaluate you know, what was triggering this and how can I communicate about it? How can I, like, do I have boundaries or needs that aren't getting met? Um, But it all starts with being able to recognize your emotional state uh, because our emotions hijack our brain and we make some wild choices with them. Um, Yep. (laughs) I say it all the time. And like being in the dating world right now, it's like, everybody lacks emotional maturity like nobody can healthily communicate about anything (laughs) it's like a very rare like occurrence that people have emotional maturity and they're able to like it's a rare trait for sure yeah so let's like work on that people (laughs) i tapped out of dating recently (laughs) i was like i need a break (laughs) if it happens it happens i feel like like if 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 God forbid, nothing will ever happen to me and Dale, but if I was in the dating world nowadays, I swear to God, I would not be on any type of oh sites or anything. Like, I would just wait for someone to run into me at a grocery store or something and have, like, God, like, intervene, you know, and be like, here's your person. Like I say that all the time. It's gonna, I would never go on yeah. a dating oh app. Oh, my God. I, I don't never. even really answer the DMs in the, in, the, in the Instagram. I mean, sometimes I have, but the majority of the time, I'm just like, yeah, this is much. not how it's gonna happen. Um same like it's like the grocery store or like maybe somebody comes in here just that divine connection of like okay this person just crossed my path for a reason just like what happened with me and my husband like he was just there and I was just like just happened yeah I'm like how can I bring more romance into my life without needing yeah exactly romanticize yourself exactly like it's so true like make the small moments romantic like someone told, I re- was reading this thing, this article the other day. It was like, romanticize yourself. Go out and buy yourself flowers. Go home and read an, a, a cute book and light some candles and snuggle up on a blanket and cuddle with yourself. Like, just like romanticize your life for yourself, like not for anybody else. And I think that's so true. And I mean, you know, no surface level here. As <laughs> they say it, nobody really fucks me better than me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Judge me>. bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sorry, and then I'm like done, and I don't have to deal with somebody. <laughs> you don't have to deal with the emotional immaturity that comes next. <laughs> or just sometimes I'm just like, can you go now? <laughs> yeah, you know we don't we don't Wait. do surface level here, so yeah, we didn't just, have to do surface it, level. It's the truth. I guess maybe that'll be the day, right? I'll realize that it's the person when they fuck me better than I fuck myself. <laughs> That's a good bar. That's a good bar to set. It's a good standard to have. That is a great standard. It's where it is. And so it's like, fuck me better than I fuck myself. And then you got to have emotional maturity. And we can vibe. And we can vibe. We can get there. We can vibe. (laughs) Everything else is figure outable. Um, all right. All right. All that being said, we are very, very grateful for you coming on and taking the time to sit with us and chatting. And we always 
take off. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of planes tonight. I know. What's today? There's like never Monday. this many. Monday. It's a holiday too, Juneteenth. There's literally never this many flights. But um Is it because it's earlier? No. I don't think so. Yeah, because we just start oh, the maybe. podcast now. That's no. that's mm. yeah. So yeah, I just thank you for coming on here. I thank you for sharing your experience and all of the things. And I know it's never like easy to come on, right? Like it's probably like, oh like I don't want to do this, but we really appreciate it and I know that it'll it'll reach a lot of people and um if there's like one thing that you would want listeners to take away from tonight, what would it be? Like what would be like the one message? So we talked a lot about curiosity, so I'm not going to repeat that. Uh, but the thing I don't think I said was about compassion. And I think that if you are going to focus on cultivating one thing that's going to support you on your spiritual path, I think it's cultivating compassion for yourself, compa- cultivating compassion for people around you, mm. just really meditating on that. You know, I, I think we live in a world that. Um, there is a lot of harm out there. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of uh, disease and people just being unhealthy and having compassion, I think, is the first step to be able to even survive in that. Um, and I think it's a really uh, important medicine to um, to use again and yeah. again and again. Um, I agree. Yeah. So so that would be my my wish for the world, wish for, for the listeners and uh, yeah. yeah, and we would love, 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 love for you to tell us a little bit about, too about the workshops, workshops that you will be hosting here at Sacred Moon. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we have two workshops that uh, we're planning on. I'm planning on leading, and uh, the first is going to be a breathwork journey. Um, so it is really using the pranayama technique. Uh, and creating an experience uh, really to, to do everything we talked about today, um, to really go within. Um, so I do use hypnosis just in bringing kind of a guided experience for that. Um, but it's a way to access deeper parts of yourself. Um, it's very nourishing for your body to do the um, pranayama techniques that I like to lead. Um, there is music that really helps you kind of dive into the experience. And it's going to be all about um, you know, healing those parts of your past, those parts within you, and really channeling all of that, uh, that healing and that good energy towards the future. Um, so I like to bring Reiki into my work as well. So lots of, uh, en- Reiki is an energy healing modality. Um, so it, it feels really good. <laughs> it just yeah, brings a nice, I love Reiki. Mm-hmm, compassionate level to it. And then I'm also planning on leading a um, hypnosis and sound bath. Um, so that so will, cool. yeah, so essentially a, a similar experience, um, just not using breath work. We will certainly breathe. It's an important tool to kind of take you in deeper. Um, and the one I was planning on leading here is really focused on the divine feminine. Um, so not exclusive to women, all genders are welcome, mm. um, but to find that part of ourselves, that divine feminine energy and to really bring it into balance um, as well as our, our divine masculine and to have it all. Yeah, um, yeah so, so bringing in healing to, to that part of ourselves and awareness. So yeah, thank you so much for having me. And, I love that. I'm yeah. definitely going to be attending that. I feel like I'm constantly working on finding my divine feminine because I have just locked it away and just kept it closed for a long time and so I'm just like on this little divine feminine journey and just kind of leveling out instead I'm just living in my masculinity so much Mm -hmm. so that's interesting I really want to do that and if you have a strong masculine connection then it actually helps you dive into the feminine because the masculine supports the feminine so as soon as you're able that's that's the the role of the divine masculine is to fully have the feminine feel supported and secure so she can be what it is. It's funny, I was just talking about this in the treatment center I was at this morning because somebody said he had a vision of a pink penguin. And he was like, maybe I'm diving into my feminine side. And I'm like, yeah, like everybody has like divine feminine and masculine. And that's, you know, Jessica talked yep. about it. It's like the union of the hands. It's like the union of that in both of our bodies. And, um, but yeah, the masculine—that's yeah. the masculine's job—is to support and the feminine. I didn't know that, and that's why, like in a in a divine partnership, is the man is supposed to really support the woman. It's just been like, it's been so broken out that like support is financial support and providing, mm. right? It's like that part of masculinity has been 
taken out that it's just that, that they just need to provide financially and physically houses, those kinds of things, and not actually support and see and honor the feminine. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about that, too. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. Well, we are going to end like we start. One deep breath, hand on the heart, heart is the intuition, the gut is the wisdom, hand on the belly, breathe in through the nose, lift up, rise up, fill up. Exhale slowly through the mouth and just let that shit go. Thanks for listening. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to what we have to say. It means the world. As always, we want to end this episode by reminding you that we are not medical professionals and we are not giving any type of medical advice. We are simply sharing our experience and solutions. We are here with the intentions of reminding you that you are never alone and that everyone's healing journey is unique to the individual. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms to stay updated. Stay well, sacred rebels. See you next time.